going to be a fun pod. We're all out of practice. Well, 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 welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and we're going on offense. Dave's here to give us the Dictionary of Doctrine and dissect some poetry in the Psalms. But before we climb down our theology scaffolding, now that they're finished entangling me with ropes of death and laying traps in my path, let's welcome in our favorite co-hosts, unwavering in their gratitude, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Wow. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> we had to edit out uh, part of my intro. Yeah. It's been a while, guys. I was on a boat last week. <laughs> I haven't seen you in ages, it feels like. Dave, good day. Hey. Welcome back. It's been a while for you, too. You've, mm-hmm. You haven't been here in a long time, it feels like. That's right. As always, I wonder if we're going to remember how to do this. No, nope, mm-hmm. probably well, not. Every no. time we take a break. If that intro is any indication. <laughs> I had to stop and do the intro twice because <laughs> I don't I just forget how to do it. Wow. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> let's go. What's new? What's happening? I'm refreshed. Barry, you were out last week, too. Yeah, we were both out last week. What would you do? I took a week off and it was awesome. I drove up to Chicago and spent several days. I think we were up in Chicago at the same time, actually, Marin. Were you there? Nope. You were there. My husband was there. Ah, I was okay. not with him. Ah, gotcha. I, I saw him post something yeah. on Instagram Wait, he was... and just assumed. Yeah. So he used to work at a Chicago public high school and the kids that were freshmen when he was coaching basketball just graduated. So he uh, went up for graduation. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, all that, I didn't see him, so it oh. doesn't matter. But I, <laughs> okay. uh, a couple of highlights. I got to hold my nephew, which was awesome. I spent days just changing diapers and holding, holding him and rocking him and finding out how to keep him from crying. It was great. Great. And I had lunch with a buddy of mine, a cold college buddy of mine who works for Facebook now. And so he just, because this is the situation, he was like, why don't you just come over to my office for lunch? So I was like, okay. So I come there, I get like a name badge. They check my ID and all that. I go in and they have this epic buffet. I mean, there's like 800 people that work for Facebook in Chicago or 200 or something. It's a big staff and they feed me yeah seriously they have this huge buffet eat whatever you want yeah and it was totally covered nobody had to pay anything it's just a perk for working there wow including having a guest so sounds nice it was sometimes we get donuts at grace (laughs) (laughs) so we sat there eating looking down on like the chicago canal it was amazing anyway yeah and then i drove in my car down to southern illinois and i spent a couple nights out in the wilderness uh, just camping alone by yourself, huh? by myself. Well, wow, me and this one random old guy that came by. Like that movie, with, Into the Wild. You it, just by yourself, kind of. Yeah, that's what I try to go for. But do not you this like time forage? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I like I dehydrate food before I go, and then I it doesn't weigh as much, and then I can yeah. cook it when I'm out there. So anyway, just but this like old guy showed up. And... Yeah, and this old guy showed up with no pants on, offered me weed. What? I said no. What? Yeah. What? And then he offered to sit with me by my fire for a while. And I was like, actually, <laughs> oh man, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I came out here to kind of be alone. He's like, okay, no worries. Here's a hickory walking stick. You just have it. It's, he just it's lived out there. I don't know. I think he might've been homeless. I'm Where not entirely sure. Where well, he was bathing pants? in the lake apparently. So <laughs> and he wanted he, to sit next to your fire. <laughs> yeah. He just wanted to sit with me for a while. So he got a stool out of the back of his truck and awkward I, silence. <laughs> yeah. And I just, somehow I managed to convince him that I wasn't really interested. And so he was like, okay, no worries. And he threw it back in the back of his truck and drove off. You weren't in the slightest bit terrified. <laughs> I was a little bit worried I was going to be killed or something, Murdered. but hey, you know, Marin, what would you have done? What would I have done? Yeah. 
I I don't know. Well, first of all, let's just. I would not camp alone ever for any reason <laughs> well, yeah. do you, under do you guys, any circumstance. Do you like camping though in, in general? No. Why, okay. why would I like that? <laughs> okay. Get no. nature all over yeah. you. No. All over you. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Barry, was it was it a good experience? Do you like Oh it you, yeah, it do was you do awesome. This regularly or is I this... try to. The last like seventeen times I've tried to go camping, it's been pouring rain. And it almost happened again this time because I was planning to go to Michigan, but I looked in Southern Illinois where I'd never been before. Yeah. Shawnee National Forest looked like it was perfect weather. So I drove down there and it was awesome. Great. And I camped. I did hiked you do the around tent or do you like sleep in your car? Tent. Yeah. Tent. Cool. I, yeah. And then I, I did some, some good serious hiking, looking at some different wilderness areas and they've got six, six wilderness areas. Isn't that cool? Yes. What? In the, in the one park? In the Shawnee National Forest. Oh, yeah. Cool. Indiana's got one. Na- wilderness One areas? wilderness area. What's the that? Charles, the Charles C. Deem Wilderness Area in the Hoosier National Forest. What does that mean? What's the difference between that and it's, like a park? Uh, it's basically they just let it do its thing. They oh, don't. They your, don't that's manage your jam. it. But you can go in there and backpack and camp wherever you want. That's so the like thing. Turkey so. Run is not a wilderness area. Nope, that's just a state park. They don't let it do its thing. They do, but they also <laughs> maintain like fancy trails and parking. I don't. I don't really know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> But there's, yeah. it was very scenic and it was very beautiful. Good. So I had a good time. Yep. That sounds like my son's like most ideal way to spend his life. Yeah. 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 We need to, we need to get like woods? a, yeah. With a stranger. I would hope not. But now, <laughs> see, and this is the problem. Now that I know someone yeah, to see, whom not. that happened, <laughs> that's, that's going to be where my mind goes. The first yep. time my son's like, I'm going, I'm going camping, mom. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you're no. a grown up boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new clip. I love it. It's perfect. Well, someday we got to get a bunch of guys together and we'll take Jaden and we'll go out and protect him from the, the wanderers. Thank you. <laughs> the pantless old man. <laughs> the pantless wanderers. <laughs> Marin, what's up with you? Oh, goodness gracious. Busy mom stuff. Desi had her Ooh. summer gym at the same time that band camp started. What is summer gym? Summer gym is my daughter rocking her academic year already she's oh, going she's into in summer her, school she's going into her freshman year and she wants to get all of her gym classes out of the way so she's taking two online well, classes and then one like five hour class wait, how do you do like, online gym there's a health <laughs> class oh do you do you even get slammed up against the locker <laughs> it's, it's that, very, that, happened, that happened to me once in high school my husband and i are just laughing because she's like i gotta take this bowling test a bowling test just what? finished her bowling unit now she's on golf Ooh, that sounds yeah, fun. I told her about you. I'm like, well, just let's give Tyler a call. I yeah, can't I'll, really help you with your golf unit. I can help her. Yeah. Golf unit. <laughs> That's what she's <laughs> on right now. Yeah. So anyway, she goes to school um, from 730 to, I think, like to, to 1230. And she's swimming and she's running a mile every single day. This is that sounds awesome. I mean, she's taking it on and she's crushing it. So she'll have all of her gym classes done and out of the way before she even starts her first day of her freshman year. Wow. And what's Jaden doing? Jaden's doing marching band camp. Band camp is already Ooh. very So you're much just underway. like driving everybody everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. All the time. Are you well. t- constantly telling him to put sunscreen on? <laughs> yeah. Because I remember getting <laughs> massively burned during su- oh, camp. Because yeah. you had to stand in one spot for like three hours. And Yeah. 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 Yeah, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, well, last year was pretty awful. He, he was a shade of, of himself that I've never seen. <laughs> I can't even describe it. Like 
defies red. description. <clears throat> just like a red? St- well, red that would tan and then burn again <laughs> and then tan again repeatedly all summer yeah. long. That's that color burnt ochre. Burnt, burnt J is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he's he's stoked. He's so excited. He loves it. He's in his element. Can't he couldn't wait. The first day of band camp, he was ready like two two full hours early, just sitting there with his backpack. Just ready to go. Ready Wait, he to can't go. drive yet, right? No, 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 okay. no. Yeah. Is that happening this summer? Drive school? No, not this summer. Drive school. Is that what it's called? <laughs> drive, drive school? Drive school. No, but Drive he's, unit. It's, <laughs> yeah. He's already talking about it, and that's definitely a conversation that has happened in our home mm-hmm. this last week. She's like, well, Dad, I mean, like, what am I going to do with then? You know? Yeah. yeah. You're a grown-up boy. <laughs> you need to tell me when he starts so that I can give the ultimate classic dad joke of well better stay off the road you gotta say that okay whenever a child is learning how to drive (laughs) yeah it's just a rule it's like a it's one of those things you do yeah so So i don't have anything super fun to share i was fundraising for him at lucas oil like just it's mom stuff it's all mom stuff you were mom life right now you were piling chicken tenders (laughs) (laughs) i was i was and it was delightful for what though what was there Concert? Um, so, no, some sort of conference was happening oh. at Lucas Oil and yeah, just a couple of hours picking up, um, you know, fundraising funds for yeah. Jaden's very expensive <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Speaking so, of expensive yeah, lifestyles, Tyler, speaking you of went, great conferences. You went, you went <laughs> camping on the open sea. Yeah, we, I just got back from the open seas, uh, Christian cruise, the Jesus Freak cruise. Where if you were a child of 90s Christian subculture, you were like, what do they say? Like a hog and mud? I wouldn't yeah. call that. Yeah. Pig and, hog, is pig is and, that subculture? Because I felt like that was awfully mainstream. Well, like it was Christian nice. culture is like subculture, right? I suppose. But that was the crossover hit that was yeah. on secular radio Jesus as freak. well. Jesus freak. So my wife and I got a free trip um, because my my friend, stand-up comedian, is performing on the, on the boat. And... I've been on a cruise. Have you guys been on a cruise? Have we yes. talked about this? You no, guys never. And I never will. I have. <laughs> I have, and I will never do it again. No, you weren't into it? <laughs> no. So, Marin, have you been no, on No, never. Uh, wow. All right. So, I <laughs> I like cruises. This is my third or fourth. Like You? Yeah. Fear of the dark waters, well, but to you like water. cruises? Yeah, I'm like way above the water. Are you ever yeah, like we, in mix, a- Mix of fear of heights and yeah. fear of yeah. water. Yeah. Are but you, we had a balcony room. Where like you can't see the shore? And so you're just oh, yeah. out there. Oh, it's you had just, a balcony room. Yeah, we had a balcony room. You look out, it's just water. <gasps> but I like it because there's like so many <laughs> things to do. And so many things to eat. Yeah, it's like unlimited ice cream, unlimited pizza, unlimited salad, if that's what you want. Like anything you want is unlimited. <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> who, who does? Uh, yeah, nobody. But um, it's it was a blast. So this cruise was a blast mm-hmm. because we were with friends and it, my wife and I like went away and like left Milo at home. So that was, that was nice. It was a nice, like relaxing time. So that was good. It was also very, very weird. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? A bunch of Christians on a boat. Well, What's okay, the worst that so, can happen? <laughs> so amidst all the like free ice cream and free pizza and they have like formal nights. So everybody's like in a tuxedo. Oh, so oh. it's like high society. Like we, you had to take a tux. Well, like Whoa. a suit. You have to bring yeah. like a tie. Yeah, and some people were really dressed up. We're on our way to a private island. People paid like five thousand dollars for this, for a ticket yeah. to see DC Talk and like 
Newsboys and Mandisa. Uh, so amidst all of this, there's like people that brought their own instruments and <laughs> random like breakout sessions of like worship and prayer. All yeah. over. Like yeah, the just deck like by of the, the pool, ship. by the open by the bar, pool, by, by the open bar. Yeah, there's an open <laughs> bar. Open like some people open. are over by the bar. Some people are, like 16 oh. acoustic guitars. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, yeah, it's like they have this like surfing simulator. Like they call it the uh, flow rider. Yeah. So like you get off the flow rider and like you are smack dab in the middle of like a praise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like blistering heat, but we're on our way to a private island. It just felt really like out of, it's just like two worlds. Yeah, Surreal was the word yeah. I saw. Cause your wife was posting some clips to Instagram and I wrote her at one point was just like, is this the most surreal experience of your life? Yeah. Yeah. I it, wrote her, it, I wrote her back and I said, uh, that's literally my worst nightmare <laughs> right now. <laughs> it was really weird. And it was especially weird because I've known our friend, John, I've known him for 20 years and I knew him before he was like Mr. Celebrity. And now he's Mr. Celebrity hmm. to this, this Christian culture. And I couldn't go more than four minutes. We couldn't go more than four minutes without somebody being like, can I get a quit? quick uh, picture or whatever. But the weird part is like people would just like, he would say, do you want a picture with me and you in the picture? And they, people would like decline and they'd be like, no, I just want a picture of you eating. And they would start <laughs> taking pictures of him while, like, while we're eating dinner. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's just weird. They're like, just relax. I just want to take a couple. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <relax. It's> like, <laughs> Don't you have that French fry stick out the other side? Yeah. yeah. Like, come There's, on. Wow. There are now, Thousands of pictures of you, Tyler, in <laughs> yeah. other people's phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's um, so funny. That's amazing. But it was good. Um, How long did this thing it last? It was a four-day cruise, went to the Bahamas, and uh, we we didn't get off the boat. My wife and I just stayed on the boat. Yeah. So everybody was off. So like the third day, it was like empty boat, and it was that was the best. Yeah. But <clears throat> glad wow. to be back. Well, we're sure. glad you're back. Today. <laughs> Welcome back. Now we're moving all week. Yes. We're moving Boy. houses. So when does that begin? That began last night, Monday night. Uh, yeah, we're taking trips over to the new house. It's like a 15 minute trip. So we're just taking truckloads yeah. Yeah. each night. And then all the big heavy stuff's on Thursday. So friends of the pod, unite. Yes. Got to do a moving party. I'm actually excited. I was afraid it was on Friday and I would not be able to join you. But since it's on Thursday, yeah, you can count us in. Oh, you're in? I'm in. All right, good. Great. But uh, enough about me. <laughs> We're here to talk about the Psalms. Dave, you're here to talk about the Psalms. Yes. Gave a sermon last weekend. 18. Psalm 18. Mm -hmm. uh, we are in week three of our sermon series, Honest to God. And so, um, Dave, what was the big idea or what would you want people to hear that may have missed the sermon already or haven't seen it? Well, the big idea was uh, this psalm is, um, I think, well, you did in the opening monologue. This is going on offense rather than just defense. This is moving on offense and regaining our strength via, by, um, expressing our passionate and, what's the word I use? What kind of love? Un, no. Tenacious. Tenacious. Tenacious love, uh, robust theology, and unwavering gratitude. Yep. We see all three of those in this in this psalm, and processing our relationship with God through that lens 
can rebuild strength. It's, and I, I think I used mm-hmm. scaffolding too, mm-hmm. didn't I? Mm-hmm. In that, yeah. Yeah. So I should have brought my notes. That was that was like <laughs> We're just hours ago. It. Yeah, <laughs> days ago. Um, okay, so it's Psalm eighteen verses one and two, right? Well, I it's the whole psalm. Yeah, but we started with this. <clears throat> I spent a lot of time on verses one and two. Yeah. And did David write this one? Yep. Okay. Yeah. He's, this is the one, this is the song that shows up in two places in the Bible. Shows up in second Samuel 22 and then here in the Psalms. Okay. Probably was captured by someone who was putting the, the gat, the, the Psalter together and, and pick that one out of the account of David in second Samuel 22 and included it here with mm-hmm. some minor variations. Uh, I'll just read the Psalm real quick, just for anybody who'd the whole Psalm. No, real just the quick. one and two, one and two. <laughs> okay. I can't read that much. It's like 3000. No, I don't want to say that. Uh, all right. Psalm 18 verses one and two. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and my place of safety. This is poetry, everybody. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, These are my favorite clips of me. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So when, when you said, when David says, I love you, Lord, he's saying it like with grit or with resolve. Yeah. Um, yeah. The First of all, the word, this is the only place in the whole Old Testament where this Hebrew word for love shows up. And it's hard to, like I said, it's very hard to understand, but, and theologians scratch their head because I didn't say this in the message. This is actually a word that's used when you're talking about a more powerful person loving a less person, less powerful than you. Mm. So it's very odd that David uses this to, to reference God. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he did it basically to get people to turn their heads and realize that this is, this is kind of a muscular love. This is, that's what he, so that's, that's one interesting thing. The other thing is what we don't see in our English translation here is the tense. What he's saying is I will love you. It's almost like a determination. Um, Not just, I do love you, but I will. This is my promise. I will love you. I'm choosing it. I am choosing to love you. Yeah. It's like a defiant love. So uh, the characteristics or the things that he's associating with God are like shield and rock and Mm -hmm. strength. Yeah. Um, Who behind the text, who are his enemies? Who, who, who is he needing shielding from? Do we know? Well, the superscription before you get to verse one indicates that this song was written probably shortly after uh, he's delivered from Saul. I mean, he had a very rocky relationship with his boss and King Saul and actually Saul tried to kill him on several oh, occasions. He's probably his enemy then. Yeah. <laughs> I would call him an enemy, but the fact is we know that David had multiple enemies and this might have been a song. And interesting thing is when the song shows up in second Samuel 22, it doesn't show up after he's delivered from Saul. It shows, it showed up at the end of his life. And the very next thing in second Samuel 22 are his last words. So this is like a compilation. I mean, let's see Goliath, Saul, his son, his friend who turned enemy, all the ites, (laughs) <laughs> the Philistines. So, any, pick, yeah. pick your favorite and, enemy. They had enemies, and then he had his own demons. And yeah. so, I mean, his constant battle was with someone, even himself. Yeah. 
So when he's talking about, you know, these are my enemies I was delivered from. But one of the things, and I mentioned this in week one, that you notice in the Psalms, in this case, it actually says that it happened at a specific point. That was, they want you to think of that story with Saul as the backdrop to this Psalm. But when you see enemies, which are very frequent in the Psalms, uh, they don't, they rarely describe in detail, if ever, who the enemies are. They're just generalized in a way Mm -hmm. that allows you to then place yourself within that Psalm and say, I have enemies. Yeah. Yeah. My enemies are, might be anxiety and depression. Mm. Uh, my enemies might be that coworker that is constantly, you know, talking bad about me. I don't know. Like I, Marin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're able to then say that. So as this becomes a Psalm that's handed down from generation to generation, the idea yeah. is your enemies may, may be surrounding you, but how is God your shield as well in that mm. scenario? And so you're, you said that this is basically David's theology. And the way you put it is we all have theology. Oh yeah. And the love the AW Tozer quote is my one of my favorite quotes that what you th- what you think about God is the most important thing about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And And that's what theology is is what you think about when yeah, you think it's about what God, you, right? Yeah, it's what you think about God, what you believe about God. That's what theology is. Yeah. Now we always think of theology as something that only theologians mess around with or pastors, but we all have it. And this is David's way of expressing, okay, here's what I believe about God. And then, uh, Maren, you could probably speak to this. I mean, it's a song Mm -hmm. and he chooses just a bunch of different words to describe a particular set of feelings inside. That's a typical songwriter thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I wrote down, um, that you said that David learned how to tell his story to himself. Right encouraging himself. Right. And I'm like, well, for one, it reminded me of the, there's a gospel song that says, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. That's what David was doing. (laughs) And then I thought, I wonder what it would sound like if I used poetry to tell my story to yourself. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Or in a way that was Mm. general enough that other people could superimpose themselves into my story, see Mm. themselves in my story. And then I thought, especially when you got towards the end of your message and you were talking about not knowing what's coming next, not even being able to know what's going to happen to you that afternoon. If there is like, I'm sure there's common themes in songs I've written in the past, but that is probably the most recurring theme. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my husband, the theme of not knowing what's around the corner or the thing of the, the theme of just, I've, I've written songs about, Lord, just give me eyes to see because yeah. I can't see what's in front of me. Or, okay, that's fine. If I can't see what's in front of me, you can. So I'm going to write yeah. about how I still can't see, but you can. Well, yeah. And yeah. The, and the bottom line is things are going to happen to us and I'm never ready for it. And yes. I'm never, I never do well when they happen to me. I don't think anybody does. We're never, yeah. we're never like, oh my gosh, I am so, I am so glad I was prepared for that. Yeah, the right. song yeah. the song that I was no. telling Jed that that reminded me of. I wrote a lyric that said, uh, "Tomorrow is an S curve lit by the moon, like when you're driving through the mountains and you cannot see what's around the corner. Ooh. Tomorrow is a mercy brought by the sun, and certainly I will remain uncertain. That's all I've ever known, and it's always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Oh. Believe God." <laughs> Thank you, Goey. You are Goey on made fire. <laughs> you are on fire, Mr. Triggerfinger. I've been ready for a week and a half. I've been ready. Um, well, oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, one of the things when it comes to this idea of, of being able to put yourself into a bigger story or seeing 
how your own issues are reflected in this psalm. One of the things that I love about this psalm from about verse four through 18-ish or 20 or something like that, uh, there's this whole motif of uh, David being drowning in the flood the ropes of death are entangling him. He's drowning. And then God mm. comes to save him as a thunderstorm and he's bolts of lightning shooting out and it's terrifying and the mountains are splitting in half and it's just this epic and he's like sweeping from the land to the, to the, to the ocean to save him. Well, that's a motif that like is actually used multiple other times in scripture. Uh, yeah. It started in mm-hmm. Exodus 15, one of the oldest pieces of text that we have in the, in the Bible the song of that Moses sang or that the, the, it was a Psalm almost essentially yeah. that he, that right after they were delivered being brought across the red sea, mm-hmm. they sang the song of deliverance. And so you look at that and you realize, okay, at the blast of your breath, the waters piled up, the surging waters stood straight like a wall. That's Exodus 15. Uh, and then you get, you get uh verse 15 of Psalm 18. It says, then at, the, at your command, O Lord, at the blast of your breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen. He's tapping into not just, He's not just writing some original song. He's also tapping into the fact that God has saved his ancestors before mm-hmm. him in a similar way. And then you get to the prophets like Habakkuk, Habakkuk three. Guess what Habakkuk three is? It's the whole story of the chaotic waters being attacked by God, the thunderstorm sweeping down from yeah. the earth with the bolts of lightning. And it's and it's in, in Habakkuk's context, he's writing about how God is faithful to save the people that he loves. And it's like. So I, I just love that. Again, yeah. I get yeah. geeked out about the world of the text when we talk about, we don't the talk imagery. about that one as much. But yeah, this is, David is tapping into imagery, not just from his own experience, but from the experience of his own people. Yeah. And, it, and it resonates in ways that, that mm. you know. Yeah. David has an unbelievable institutional memory of the people of God. And, and that's what we see, you're right, all through Old Testament. And that is my weakness. I... And I said this in a message. I don't know if I said it every time, but I am terrible with yesterday mm-hmm. and I prefer tomorrow. Yeah. And as a result of that, I'm terrible with gratitude mm. because you do not express gratitude unless you're looking back at yesterday. Yeah. That's when you learn how to say thanks. And because I don't look at yesterday, I don't say thanks enough mm-hmm. and because I don't say thanks enough. My faith tends to be weak. Hmm. Yeah, you said uh, his gratitude was his scaffolding. It was. It's the thing that holds you up when everything is tearing you down. It's the thing you 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 build around you, and you keep saying. I mean, honestly, it's the it, it it's the essence of good gospel music is building around you, and spirituals even building around you the thing that you're not experiencing it. You're just repeating it because it's holding you up. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Psalm 18 is. Mm. It's holding you up when, when the thing hits again and yeah, once again, you weren't ready for it. Yeah. That's, that's basically what I'm going to be talking about in a couple of weekends. That idea is the essence of the Psalm I'll talk about. So we'll, we'll revisit that as well. That idea that like, I, I'm going to have to trust that what God did in the past is going to be enough because he's not coming through for me right now. Yes. It doesn't seem like it institutional memory. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting way to put that. Marin, you said a couple of weeks back that, or maybe I feel like you've said that you believe that gratitude is something Mm -hmm. that is a strength of yours. Um, I, I think I said it was my go-to emotion. Okay. When it comes to faith, I get overwhelmed when I, when I slow down long enough to sit 
<clears throat> and remember, mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed with gratitude. Sometimes I feel like I have a hard time remembering and that's where journaling is important to me. I love being able to flip back through old journals, um, even the journals that I've kept since uh, coming here to Grace two years ago and looking at, well, I was freaked out when I first got here and God brought me through that. And then I freaked out again and God brought me through that. And, you know, being able to um, kind of like, and you just talked about um, parting the Red Sea and children of Israel crossing on dry land when they stacked those stones next to the Red Sea. And they were told to point to that monument, teach your children that monument's going to stand for all time as a, uh, a remembrance of what God has done. My dad actually has an actual rock thing that he kind of epoxies these rocks on top of each other and he writes the miracle on the rock. One says uh, Jerry's arm. That's when he prayed for his friend's arm and his arm was was healed or whatever. It's just a, it says all kinds of different things, but he literally has a stack of rocks yeah. to help him remember. It's a constant visual in front of his face. And while I don't have a stack of rocks, I have journals And uh, when I have a hard time just calling those things to mind on my own, I'll go back and I'll see and I'll read and, and then I'll just get that feeling. I got that feeling on Sunday, overwhelmed with gratitude. And from the gratitude comes a resolution. Right. It's where you build, you build back up your strength. It's Mm -hmm. going on the offense. I think going into the sanctuary is a defensive maneuver that stops the decline. Okay, I get in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. That's defense. And that's like, okay, all right, I'm okay. I can, I'll survive. But th- this gratitude and having good theology and the determination, that's when you start rebuilding your strength. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're both necessary. You journal though, don't you, Dave? I do. And I get up. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't want to be reading my journal <laughs> of late though. I, yeah. I am starting to get. Like, I think God looks at me when I'm writing my journal and goes, really? <laughs> I think you said that yesterday and the past yeah. three months you've been saying the same thing. This is a struggle sometimes, but, but I do journal. Isn't that what we see in the Psalms as we're talking about being honest to God? Ab- and that's, yes. That In essence, that we have 73 of David's journal entries mm-hmm. is, is what we have here. because And he, he was obviously skilled in mu- music and poetry and he... In, he is, he's woven, woven them together. And, and the people of God have said for the last 3000 years, I need a piece of that. I, I'm going to yeah. go. And for 3000 years, uh, can I side note? Yeah. Epi- had an epiphany about something. So oh, sorry. <laughs> I was yawning when I said that. <laughs> what did you do? I was yawning when why I said that. I don't know why you said anything. Settle down. All right. <laughs> Uh, so listen to this. This is this blew my mind. I was I had my prayer team meeting last Thursday night. I have a group of people, I think about ten people, that I meet with roughly monthly, and I've met with them monthly for years and years. And they are they know more about me than anybody but my wife. Okay. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, one of the guys said, um, "Dave, I want you to know I've prayed the same prayer for you every day for twenty years." And I'm thinking, how many times is that? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Multiple. Yeah. So 20 times 365. He's prayed the same prayer every day. And I thought, how does God not answer that prayer? Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. But then uh, right after that, one of my prayer team members read Psalm 20. 
and I'll just read the first part of it to you and I tell you the epiphany I had. This is David. But listen, it's not directed at him. This is a prayer he prays for whoever's listening. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. It's like a benediction. It's mm-hmm. like, a, may he send you help from his sanctuary. Imagine you pray, you could pray this over anybody. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant your heart's desires and make your all, all your plans succeed. And may we shout for joy when we hear of your victory. I've never seen, hmm. and may the Lord answer all your prayers. That's verse five. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, David wrote a Psalm 3000 years ago that in essence is a prayer for every one of us. And it's been prayed. Yeah. It's been prayed hmm. millions and billions of times this prayer. And I'm thinking, and I, here's my epiphany. How does God not answer a prayer that's been prayed for us a billion times? That's my epiphany. <laughs> it blew my mind. Anyway, that's it. That might not mean Seven, anything. Yeah, 7,200 is the answer. Is that the answer? <laughs> I knew you were not going to be able to let that go. That's, that's how many, how many times, times that, that, that Bruce has prayed, has prayed for 7,300 yeah. times. That's in that. Yeah. Why? So do you go there in your, in your mind? Like, why haven't you answered this by now? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, Penny and I were just talking about this yesterday. It's like, you know, if, if, come on, let's, let's be honest. If you, if you have been wanting something, desiring something, wishing for something and praying for something for day after day after day after day, whether it's a healing of someone or healing of yourself or whether it's a change of direction that you have and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen. I don't care how strong you're, I mean, even with a Psalm 18, I will love you, God. At some point, you're going to look at God and said, say something like, all right, I'm, am I just surmise <laughs> with no answer to this prayer that your answer is different than what I'm expecting? Yeah. Am I to surmise that you're not answer, you're answering for a specific reason? And this is what, gosh, I've counseled people for 41 years to not think this way, but the natural human tendency is to say, what have I done wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Can we course, be honest? Yeah. What have I done wrong? And so all that to say, with all those things swirling around, the Psalms are an unbelievable antidote to that frustration because it allows us to go something solid. I mean, talk about scaffolding. I slap it up around me and it holds me up another day. Yeah. Just the other day, my wife and I were talking about what all the stuff going on in our life and there was something coming up that she was nervous about and worried. And I was like, why, why are you stressed out? She's like, I just feel like things are too good. I feel like mm-hmm. something oh, yeah. bad's going to happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, I, it, we are, uh, incorrigible when it comes to that kind of thinking. Yeah. We always go there. I, all I do. Yeah. I don't want to. You quoted Job when he said, though he slay me yet, will I trust him? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of faith, tenacious faith, tenacious love, surrender that I want to have when these questions are swirling as to why, why haven't you, why haven't you answered this yet? Was it a week ago that you said, 
I, I believe it was at the end of Job when God comes to him and he doesn't explain everything away. No, yeah, was... we didn't cover that pod. That's the one we skipped. Yeah. But when you said that God came to Job at the end of all of his suffering, why didn't you answer these prayers? And says, where were you? Where were you when I put the sun in the sky? Where were you when I hung yeah. the stars? Brace yourself because I have some questions for you, he says. Mm-hmm. New King James. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that and that that is still one of my favorite endings of any story in all the scripture when God completely does not do what you fully expect. He has that Job has a right to hear and God doesn't explain. Neither will he yeah. do that with us. Yeah. I I had a sanctuary moment Sunday after I was on here at the 146th Street campus. We had a fun weekend. Out Loud was on stage. There was a ton of them. There's so much energy. It was it was a lot of fun, but I was exhausted when I got home. That Lucas Oil shift was Friday. That was 11 <laughs> yeah. hours of chicken finger grabbing and yeah. <laughs> straight into Saturdays. Chicken finger and Out Loud. Saturdays rehearsal started at 11. It just it was a long day, long weekend. I got home and I just needed to crash for a minute. And I thought that I would maybe take a nap or something, but there was too much going on. There's a lot going on in my life, um, personally, professionally, family stuff, my mother's health. There was too much going on. So I thought I'll do what many of us do and just scroll my life away. <laughs> maybe yeah, on, on, the phone. on my phone. I'll just scroll it all into oblivion. <laughs> and I was scrolling past, you know, something... My sister is a worship leader at her church in North Carolina. She and her husband lead worship together quite often. And they had live streamed that day. And so I was like, oh, wonder what wonder what worship songs my sister did today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't even think I was intending on entering a sanctuary moment. It was just a vain curiosity to tell you the truth. I wonder what my sister did today. And she did this song about being caught up in the presence of God and never wanting to leave. And the chorus just repeats over and over again. I just want you nothing else, nothing else, nothing else. And I cried the fattest, (laughs) hottest tears that I've cried in years. I had to get out of bed. I had to kneel beside my bed. I just lost it. Just, I've been so busy and I've been so worried and I've been so bogged down and I've definitely had my questions about God and his master plan. But in that moment of sanctuary, it wasn't about what he could do for me or what he hasn't done for me. It just had to be, okay, I just want you. And I just got this image of myself just being thrown at the feet of Jesus and wrapping my arms around his ankles for dear life and just Mm -hmm. saying, okay, nothing else, just you, Mm -hmm. just you. I had the fattest stack of used tissues next to me when I was done with that. I took a picture of it and sent it to my sister. I said, this is my worship wad. Look what you made me do. Worship wad. Oh my goodness. My husband came into the room. It was one of those like, oh, should I leave? But he just, he he knelt down next to me and just put his hand on my back and just was praying as I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. He was like, I bought a new Magnolia tree. (laughs) I don't know if this is the right time to tell yeah. you, but it was Father's Day. He could have yeah. gotten away with buying whatever yeah. he wanted, whatever he wanted. But yeah, um, mm. yet though he slayed me, yeah, I'll, I'll trust him. So the three takeaways you said, David. We already I already talked about this, but you said David basically with resolve chose. I love you. You said he squared away in his brain what he believed about God, and that's his theology. Mm -hmm. 
The God um, and what I I think those words point out. He believed that God knows. Yep. That God cares and that God is engaged. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the essence of his theology. Mm-hmm. And he gave himself to gratitude in his theology. It was a scaffolding. Yeah. And then you ended it by saying, it is crucial when we face opposition to remember yesterday and the deliverance God mm-hmm. has given us. And so that's kind of, Marin, what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you guys do to remember? Is Do you journal too, Barry? Yeah, I journal. And you go through it? Uh, yeah, I've, I go through al- it somewhat sometimes. That's mm-hmm. always my thing. Like I buy a million journals, <laughs> but most pages are like nothing to say. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> you know? uh, but you also have written songs in the past. Yeah, I don't know your category, no, your, your catalog not, of songs those very songs much. Were not but for <laughs> remembering God. Do you think you'd ever do that again? What like, write songs? Write songs and have those be your monuments, or have have songs be the way that you help yourself to remember what God has done? Yeah, I could. I'm too nervous. Yeah. I, I, I think I've lost all confidence in, in that, but um, I think I could. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm like you, Dave. I, I Eyes face forward. I don't really think about what's mm-hmm. behind me. So is, are there, what are, what do you guys suggest other ways of looking back and remembering? Well, for me, I, I don't know what, I don't know how, how I'm wired. Cause I'm perfectly fine spending all my time dwelling in the past or dwelling in the future. <laughs> I probably also have trouble dwelling in the present. But I <laughs> like when I go backpacking, I do spend, <clears throat> I spend a good chunk of time just kind of sitting there <laughs> just like looking at things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kayak for a few miles and like just on a pond on a lake just by myself with nothing else around. I love squirrel noises. Yeah, there are a lot of squirrel noises. And little ducks and little turtles. So yeah. many dirtles, isn't that what uh Dirtles. Is that what your son calls them? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dirtle. <laughs> anyway. So for me, just being still and alone, I I naturally my mind wanders into like where am I going? Where have mm-hmm. I been? Who has God been to me? Who is he going mm-hmm. to be to me? So I don't know. For me, it's just being in the right space, physical space helps me to to allow my mind to go there. Yeah. And and creating space, right? Because like if you don't create space to go to that physical space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's I think that's my trouble, at least recently, is like I feel like there's something every minute of the day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not carving out space to even think about what's behind i'm just basically reacting to what's happening yeah, to me yep. in the moment you yeah. know yeah. well one one thing i I've, I've been starting to discipline myself with a little bit recently is the, everybody has chores you got to do wash dishes yeah. uh, for me it's like cleaning out bunny litter boxes there's just chores that we do and i'm i my default has always been okay time to put on a podcast yeah. or you know got to listen to some music or something yeah. like that but i've i've started to get in the habit of not always, but occasionally just saying, no, I'm just going to wash dishes with nothing. Mm. It's me and my thoughts. Yeah. And it is great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you spent all those hours doing chicken fingers. Oh, yes. So mindless. <laughs> you just do things with your hands and your mind can just kind of wander. Those are spaces yeah. that that ha- happens for me too. So, mm. yeah. Definitely music for me. Yeah. Um, Not only just writing, but listening to songs with truth in them. It happened today. I, I was taking my kid somewhere and something 
came on my does your phone do that thing when you get in your car that it auto- automatically like starts playing music yeah mine does that and I don't have a car like that <laughs> <laughs> mine does that and what came on was like a song that I was every I don't even remember what song it was but I know every line I was going yes yes lord okay yes and <sighs> it was yeah it was very strength building in that moment and it probably was a song I, I normally would not listen to yeah but in this season of my life knowing how much I need mm. uh constant just reminders that he is faithful yeah um yeah yeah music music helps a lot yeah, I don't have a car like that. I got to plug my phone into like five adapters just to get it to come out of the speakers. Oh, okay. So where are we going next? In uh, oh shoot, where are we going next? I honest to God. Uh, well, Amy's preaching next week about oh, gratitude. Amy Christie. Gratitude. I think it's gratitude, but I don't remember the psalm. And I'm scared. Get, yeah, she should be scared. Actually, uh, yeah, she's. I forget which psalm it is too, but she told me it's gratitude, and I sent her a a story that a friend had sent me that about the Psalms and how much, uh, and actually a man who carried a Psalter, a small collection of the Psalms around with him. And where do you hear the story? I think she's going to tell it and it's cool. pretty powerful. Psalm 116. Yeah. Yeah. It's 116. Very powerful. Great. All right. Uh, guys, what a whirlwind of a, of a day of a week. <laughs> yeah. Who knows when this podcast is going to get released? <laughs> like, who knows? Uh, but until then, Marin, will you please send us out? I will. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. Sunday.